The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And at this time each week, we bring you Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty, your local real estate forum, where we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. Yesterday... Apple Computer unveiled several new iPhones as well as new Apple Watches. The entire unveiling process is an atmosphere completely focused on the psychological component known as great marketing. The anticipation leading up to the event, the stage, the backdrop, images, and the whole way they package the new features are all geared up to make us feel as though we need to update our phones right away. It's all psychology. So we're going to continue our series called Today's Real Estate, Perception, Attitudes, Persuasion, and Passion. And this is a series about real estate, and it's from a psychological perspective. And we're going to be taking a look at how, how buyers and sellers can understand the psychological components of the real estate transaction and use them as tools in their own toolbox. And joining us shortly will be Nikki Reed, sales representative with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage, and Jody Ledgerwood, broker of record with Northumberland Hills Realty. Jody and Nikki and I will put our experience as realtors uh, to the test, and we'll also be relying on our own personal experience from buying and selling our own homes for this topic. So let's begin today show with a snapshot for September 13, 2018, and that's a look at the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. There have been 117 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that's an increase of four sales since last week's report. This leaves us with a rising inventory of 451 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past year is up $1,000 over last week's report to approximately $406,000. During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of their asking price in a market time of 45 days. Northumberland County is still in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 26%, and that's based on the past month's sales trend. This means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.9 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic Matrix System. Matrix is the local realtor component of the MLS system, so if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this sort of information to be area-specific and specific to the price band you're looking at. So talk to your local realtor. Your local realtor understands this kind of information and can help you with it. Today's mortgage rates 
A five-year fixed is as low as 3.24%, and a five-year variable is as low as 2.7%. And as always, some conditions do apply. Today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers. And that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. And I'd just like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of this station of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors of any real estate brokerage or necessarily any other realtor. They're just our views and opinions at this time. So in the studio with me this morning, I have here Nikki Reed. Nikki is back from last week. And Nikki is a sales representative, a colleague of mine with Royal LePage ProLiance Realty Brokerage. Uh, Nikki, thanks for coming back and welcome to Hi. the show. Thanks, Dale. Thanks for having me back again. Yeah, yeah. Even even after last week, I was willing to have you back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. Anybody that listens knows... Maybe I'd like to kid a little bit. Not as much as uh, maybe Dave Smith likes to kid, but I like to kid a little bit. And we also have Jody Ledgerwood in with us. And Jody is a broker of record with Northumberland Hills Realty. And you're no stranger to the show, are you, Jody? No, thanks for having me back again, Dale. And I, yeah, I could say, you know, <laughs> go through the routine. I uh, really appreciate you ladies being in here this morning. So. We're continuing this series, a psychological sort of perspective on the whole real estate process. Not, not, I mean, sometimes we focus on the actual process or the documentation or home repairs, and it's all, it's all very factual and um, it's easy. It's easy to measure this psychological approach. We're looking at the same things, but we look at it totally differently, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and it's important stuff, too, because, I mean, Jody, what, what would you say, <laughs> uh, you know, it, when you're dealing with buyers and sellers and negotiations, uh, how, how prevalent would you say the psychological component is in, in these sort of uh, processes? I think it's huge. A lot of times I feel like I'm more a social worker than an actual professional realtor. Um, you're constantly holding people's hands, um, petting people's egos, um, trying to calm emotional responses down, and mm. always trying to bring people back to the fact that this is a business deal. It's a negotiation process. Nobody's trying to hurt your feelings. Nobody's trying to take advantage of you. It's just business. It, it's tough. Yeah, really tough. And Nikki, last week we were, we spent time talking about, uh, you know, the house that you've made a home and the psychological component about actually being able to leave that house. And uh, it's, it's a tricky thing. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like Jody said, you know, then there's all these other variables that you have to factor in across the board in every step of the way. And, you know, like after last week's show, I was thinking about it and I thought, you know, every step we take with our clients from the beginning to the end, there's some psychological 
factor that we have to factor in. You know, you're, you know, with your buyers, you're going off to look at homes. You have, you know, emotions. You have a religious perspectives, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big one, which I'm sure we'll touch on as well. Um, you know, you have, um, aside from the emotional, whatever experiences they're going through, whatever is leading to them to this process. So like we said last week, there's so many other variables, and I think mm-hmm. we can probably touch on some of those specifically. Yeah. You know, um, Definitely. Yeah. So... So let's start this morning by taking a look at the seller, the seller and, and just, I mean, before, before you ever get, uh, you ever get a buyer through, I mean, we're already, we're already trying to determine, um, psychological responses from potential buyers who don't even know it's for sale because it's not for sale yet. And, uh, you know, I, I think right away, one of the questions we're asking ourselves is, uh, who is the potential buyer for this home? Correct. Yeah, and, and depending on that potential buyer could determine what we think this home requires prior to listing. Uh, what, 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 Jody, what, what would some of those things uh, be that we would, because once again, going back to the title, creating uh, perception, attitudes, mm-hmm. persuasion, like we're trying to persuade uh, when we're listing a home, the passion, we're trying to create emotion. What are some of the things we can do to help a home out when we're after we've determined who's the potential buyer? Well, I know it's a conversation that sometimes is really tough for sellers to hear, um, especially when you've got a seller who has lived in the home for 30, 40 years. Um, they're more in their senior years, and it's a two-story home, and you're saying, okay, who's going to buy this? It's going to be a young family. This is what the young people want today. They want this color. They they want this shine to the house. Um, and your seller is looking at you going, but I've lived here for 30 years. Obviously, older people will buy this home too. And my home is, is beautiful and it's wonderful. Um, and my knickknacks, I'm not packing them away. They, I love these things. Everybody else is going to love them and appreciate them as well. And to try and and make the seller understand that realistically speaking their market is not them anymore and that's why they're selling the home it's it's a very delicate conversation you have to have without hurting someone else's feelings because you know working with buyers they're going to come in and say oh my gosh um yeah, we're you're trying to respect their positioning but at the same token you're trying to sell their house sell their home for the best possible price they can get right yeah yeah so so i mean what are what are some of the things we can do to a home you know when nikki when you're thinking about this what are some of the things that you would suggest and and we're not we're not right now thinking of any specific like target market for a buyer but in general what are some of the things that you find that you're suggesting to sellers to get their get their home ready and you know what? You can look at it different ways. You can say, okay, I got a list of things we need to do. But trying to look at it from the psychological point of view, how how the things that we're going to mention now actually affect the minds yeah. of potential buyers? It's a good question because I often go in with an approach of first meeting the client and seeing where they're at with things. 
if and then I I tend to try and keep things as simple as possible because I know the process is long and grueling sometimes you have clients that are just eager and like what do I need to do paint mm-hmm. renovations what is it that I need to get done and they're ready for it um, if I don't catch that vibe and that conversation has never taken place I often will start with a two-parter you know here's your options we can sell it as is in the state that it's in and you're looking around this price range you know based on the comparables and and what I'm looking at or my suggestion let's walk through is this 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 how do you feel about that um I've been able to kind of get away with um kind of keeping the houses as they are I don't I haven't really fully staged I have nothing against it I think it's great and it works for some homes um it just so happens the clients I've had I've done minimal staging Mm -hmm. um But really, it's just the decluttering or the freshening up paint. Because, you know, again, psychologically, if you look at all the things that people are looking for, smells, feeling, uh, neighborhood, cleanliness. But then you'll have a client that who who cares how clean it is there. They plan on gutting and renovating it. So it's it can really be tricky. Um, But I I think the most important checks on the list are, you know, what's selling in that neighborhood, what kind of family it's geared to that leads you to decide on what type of you know, things need to be changed in the home. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just start for it. They are like, mm-hmm. I want to put it as it is. And you're like, okay, let's just get it cleaned up and tidy. And as, you know, the old, put the cookies in the oven and make it smell good. Now there's <laughs> candles for that though, right? Yeah, so exactly. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the uh, smelling, smelly candles. I'm not. <laughs> no? no. no. Well, <laughs> I'm very sensitive to smell. Oh, okay. So when I walk into a house and I, I get that, uh, the diffusers are big right now. Oh, yeah, they're And a I find it very overpowering, and I want to get out of that house as quickly as possible. Me, as the realtor, doesn't don't even want to look at that home. Mm. Um, so Interesting. I, yeah. I, I consider smells to be, uh, could be a very big turnoff or could possibly be just trying to hide other smells that we don't want buyers to sense. Right. Yeah, uh, okay, so, uh, I mean... The psychology of a mm-hmm. smell in a house. The so, smells. So it's huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if you go into a home and you smell clean. Yes. I love it. I yes. mean. <laughs> exactly. Clean is the best smell you can have. Who, in a home. Who, well, yeah. Which, which target market doesn't appreciate clean? Yeah. I mean, everybody loves the fact that it's like a fresh start is clean. But, but I have to agree with, uh, with Jody on this. I, I mean. If I'm taking people through and and they have the Sensi or the little plugins or whatever they have going on, candles going on, um, one of the things I'll say to my buyer immediately, I'll say, okay, they got a lot of um, scented stuff going on. What are they hiding? I yeah. just I just put yep. that right out there. And now now we're looking with we're, we're looking with extra X-ray vision. Yeah. You know, we're trying <laughs> it to be overwhelming and empowering for me. I just like a cookie-scented candle in the kitchen. I'd rather have cookies. cookies. (laughs) I'd rather have cookies, Cookies. too. (laughs) And leave them out with a take one, please. Yes, (laughs) which I have actually done quite a bit. And I had one seller who was all about that. And every chance she got, she would bake a fresh batch just because it was that homely sense. And that was her personality. And when we couldn't accommodate that, we just had a candle simply in the kitchen. The scentsies, the diffusers, Uh, it becomes too much. And there's Mm -hmm. orange and there's lavender in this room. And I agree with you. It becomes too overpowering. For me, just that one little warmth in the kitchen, the designated kind of that if we can't do the real thing, is always kind of 
that's my little thing. That's my yeah. little trick that I enjoy. But that's but maybe just because I enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and think about this, too. There's so many people now with uh, hypersensitivities mm-hmm. that they, you know what, they, and, and they exist and they're buyers. Yes. And they go into a house like that and, and it can be subtle. Yes. And they just can't stay in the house. Yep. And so they never get a chance to actually give the house a chance to imagine what it is to look like. It's true. Uh, or live in. Because they ha- they had to leave. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. goes with cats too. Yes. Have you run into that? I've never <sighs> experienced that so much. I had one listing, and I swear everyone that came through, whether it was the open house or the showings, the cats the cat. were the issue. And I was like, really? Yeah. But the cats aren't going to be here when you move in. Yeah. But people cannot get over cat smell. Yeah. And I used to be a cat person until I got into real estate. And I'm no longer a cat person. And what's funny is, that, I mean, they had two kittens. They, they, it was not, the place didn't smell like they were new kittens in the house. We're talking maybe a month. But people were either petrified, yeah. allergic, didn't want to because the cats. And I finally said to them, you're going to have to remove your cats for a bit. Yeah. You want to sell this house. Yeah. And <laughs> cats don't, cats don't like to go in the car necessarily. No. <laughs> yeah. No. They're not like a dog that just gets very excited about a car <laughs> yes. ride. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they have their routine and they like to keep it. Yeah. 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 yeah there's no tails wagging with uh, the cats. Unfortunately. No. no, no, I've been attacked and cornered by more cats than I have dogs. Really? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. That's a little terrifying. Cats are very territorial, and this is their home. And, yes, I've... I've not had that happen yet. (laughs) I had buyers that were nurses, and I was attacked by two cats in a home just as my buyers were pulling up. All I was doing was going in and turning on the lights, and the cats attacked my legs trying to go up the stairs. And, thankfully, my, my nurse buyers patched me all up <laughs> so I wasn't bleeding oh, everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, so creating, creating that perception, creating, creating an atmosphere that people can picture their, their new lives uh, in that place. I mean, we mentioned cleanliness, which likely tops everything. Definitely. Because that just applies to all places. And, and, and you know, if you keep a place clean, even if it's dated. I mean, what, what kind of comments do we hear at that point? Wow, they must really love their house. They must really take care of their home. This is a well-maintained home. I feel comfortable buying this and feel yeah. comfortable that if there was an issue, they definitely took care of it. And mm-hmm. yeah, n- not mm-hmm. to say, not to say they did very much with the functionality of the home, but it certainly gives a perception. And, and I mean... Like, if there's ever a time to go overboard, mm-hmm. uh, what, what were we talking about? The average sale price Northumberland County over the past year is at, what did I say, 406. So if you're dealing with the average price, $406,000, if there's ever a time to go overboard, and I mean even things like, things like, Clean. Your window sills. Oh, wipe those down. Window sills, yeah. tracks, yeah. tracks and windows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dirty tracks aren't going to ruin a sale, but but if pe- and people might not even notice that they're just sparkling clean, but there's just going to be something about that house, right? Yeah. Well, one, if you notice, you know, like with outdated houses, people could say, "Oh, it needs some upgrading or painting," which they envision their vision anyhow. But when it's clean, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. It, it, they they can see past the outdatedness. If it's outdated and dirty, you get that feeling that, oh, I don't want to touch anything. That's I don't want right. to walk through it. And you get that feeling. If it's clean, and it, it, it's funny, the deep cleaning's key. 
keeping the place vacuumed and dusted and your your typical yeah. you know day-to-day stuff is fantastic but when you go to windowsills and cobwebs and mm-hmm. baseboards and you really do a thorough before you put on the market clean huge you difference. feel a huge difference and people notice i mean yeah. we you know us every day you know we do our typical cleaning and we're happy with that exactly but then you walk through a house <laughs> that you're looking to buy and you're like "Ooh, these windows well That's if it. you came to my house today Sadly, <laughs> my windows are not the greatest. It's, but if I walk through a house, I'd be like, oh, the windows. Yeah, exactly. It's not for sale, though. It's not for sale. That's what I always say to my yeah. company. My house would not look like this if it was for sale. No. But come on in anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, one of the things we, we mentioned uh, there, and it's the perception of even the functionality of the home. If, if it's clean, there's a perception there. You're working on their psyche that they're reading more. They're reading more yeah. into this, and and I mean it goes the opposite. If something is bad, if it's if it's a, a little offensive, the the cleanliness or just not up to snuff, it, you know people read more into that too. But the functionality, and I mentioned already Dave Smith mm-hmm. in the in the show today, um, but he's a home inspector, certified home inspector. H- his job is all about the functionality. Um, Things that are, things that are mechanical, things that are protecting the home, um, things that could be dangerous, things that are going to cost you money in the future potentially, or not, or pointing out things that are uh, really a, a strong feature of the home. The functionality, how how Nikki, how much are you noticing people are are focusing like their mindsets are focused on the functionality of a home i find right now it's huge for some of the clients that i have Mm -hmm. so it it depends i felt like early in the year it it was irrelevant it it, you know people from last year's market who lost out and stuff like that they just needed a house they're looking at houses uh that they can get into at a good price Mm -hmm. as prices dropped Lately, I've had some buyers that it, it's a huge deal. One that I'm working on right now. I mean, we're talking, had David Smith come back after I did the pre-listing, come back yesterday and walk through with him because she wanted to ask specific questions. And then, you know, there's a retaining wall in the back that's covered in wood um, to make it look prettier. Mm-hmm. Well, she wants to take that up, you know. So all these little minor things, mm-hmm. it, I'm getting questions daily, you know. And, and I think... This is a one-off more than anything, but I think the functionality of things become irrelevant depending, you know, depending mm-hmm. on the house, the disclosure, pre-listing inspection, if there isn't one, if their inspector comes in and notices things. But it's, again, it depends on the buyer, really. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have yeah. you experienced that, Jody? I think the buyer and what the market is. Like last yeah. year, as you said, people hardly looked at a home yeah. they were in a home for two seconds and throwing in an offer so last year functionality really Didn't did matter. not come into play at all this year things are sitting buyers have time to think they have time to go back to a house two three times and i'm finding the first time going through they're looking at how pretty it is and clean the second time they go through they're opening windows they're checking the yeah. vents they're they're really looking to see how does this house work what can i move so that it'll fit my family do i have to do anything to it so it'll fit the way that i live 
um, but they are paying more attention to the furnaces, the hot water tanks, the, the electrical panel, and mm -hmm. making sure that everything works and is proper and that their insurance company is going to be happy with it. I'm seeing far, far more, more yeah. research being done on the houses now than I was seeing last year. Yeah, and I think that might be due to finances. You know, oh, people are, can only be approved to so much, and now they want a house that costs $400,000 that's fully upgraded, that's granite right. countertops. They want value Everything for their money value for their money because they can't qualify for more and they can't qualify to get more money or refinance or do any of that to put the stuff into the home like they mm. used to once yeah. once they once they pay that money they they need to leave live for very little correct uh, yeah, exactly. very very little monthly expenses or surprises well ladies we're already at first break so folks you've been listening to reality realty northumberland 89.7 fm's local real estate talk join us after this break and Jody, Nikki, and I will continue to look at the real estate transaction. We'll be looking at buyers and sellers and what they're thinking and how to use that psychological tool to your advantage. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. Our topic this morning is today's real estate, perception, attitudes, persuasion, and passion. And our guests this morning are Nikki Reed, real estate representative with Royal LePage ProLiance Realty Brokerage and Jody Ledgerwood, broker of record with Northumberland Hills Realty Brokerage. So ladies, this morning, uh, first before first break, we were talking about getting a home ready some of the things that uh, are making psychological effects on potential buyers I'm I'm thinking we, we talked about the cleanliness which is a huge thing we, we talked about functionality and and Jody you mentioned something earlier on about you know there's there's uh, a person an older person living in maybe a two-story a three four bedroom home and they've been in there they've raised their children in there maybe and they've been in there for a long long time they haven't needed that three or four bedroom for a long long time and they're going to sell and and there's a good chance that home's dated and and you and thinking about who's the potential buyer which is a young couple um, you know 
we talked about also we we talked Nikki talked about a lot of her staging hasn't been full out staging we might see on on the big uh, <laughs> television <laughs> shows, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's been working with what people have, which if the you know, the fluttering. and yes. that's that's a whole Huge. that's a whole show in itself because I I completely agree with that. You're at that point, you're not flipping a home. You're yeah, not right. an investor who's going in flipping a home, doing all the work yourself. Yeah. Maybe uh, no, you're you're a homeowner who has to likely pay to get people in, and so. I mean, we can we can go all diva on our clients and say this must be done, that must be done, and that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a big stager, and there are agents out here that are a big fan of it, and they do a fantastic yep. job. I think, oh my god, that looks amazing. You know, it's a great selling feature. But again, it depends on the home. If it's a vacant home or a couple, they don't have kids, they don't have, you know, it might be a little bit easier. But the average market, or you know, you have older uh, clients, or you have families with kids. I mean, trying to keep the house clean for showings is hard enough. So putting in a whole staging mm-hmm. variable can be tricky. If it's a new build, mm-hmm. if it's a vacant house, or if it's a couple that you know live you know, six months out of the year in Florida and they're putting it up for sale, it becomes a little bit easier to do the staging. Um, so I haven't had to run into that. I have a bit of my own staging stuff. So, you know, pictures, bedding, mm. things like that, that if I wanted to bring in just to spruce it up a little bit. But other than that, it's the decluttering and the cleaning and finding ways to really just make it show it's the beauty of whatever home it is the mm-hmm. best possible for the client. That's it. And the sellers yep. still have to live there. As exactly. you said, they still have to live there. And as much as it's not going to be their house anymore, it still feels like their home because they live there. They go there, they eat there, they sleep there. It's still their home. And so now to expect them to change out their furniture and everything else, sometimes that's pretty a, a pretty harsh thing for a seller to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, they're... There are people, there are buyers who can look at a home and see past all that and and they have a vision. But there are an awful lot of buyers who need a little help. Incentive. A little help. (laughs) And and you don't have to completely stage it because you might end up staging it in a way that they wouldn't choose to have it staged. Correct. uh, Or renovated or whatever. But sometimes, uh, you know, it's the getting rid of things. Sometimes it's just... You know, you get those balloon valances yeah. uh, uh, that are darkening up the window. And it's just a matter of, and, and the take curtains, just take them down and have no window treatment is yeah. often better and more yep. more contemporary looking than those, you know, dear window treatments that... Uh, cost yeah. so much money years they cost ago. cost so much money. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and, and they went to how many stores before they actually picked out the perfect ones? Yes. Yep. Right? Or even just moving furniture around, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we get used to living in our homes, watching TV, uh, curling up with a book in certain ways. But sometimes those ways actually cut off the rooms or make the rooms appear much smaller than they are. So sometimes just reorganizing Re-working. the yep. furniture that's there makes a huge huge difference yeah that's what i do with my clients like if it's a house that needs a little bit of work um i'll normally schedule a day i'll bring in a few of my stuff but really i'm reworking furniture i want them out yeah i rework it they've already done the decluttering the things that i've asked and i'll come in and just say i'm going to come in for an afternoon and i'm just going to rework things you know sometimes mm-hmm. it's simply even for photos and stuff just so that yeah. it's, it's it's fresher and cleaner and then other times you know it's okay to put all your medicines back on your side table but if you can empty the drawer beside the table and put your stuff in there 
while you're showing and while things are walking through, that would be ideal. So that table's clean. Oh, well, that works for me. You know, yeah. so sometimes it's just tucking away the things that you need to function, finding a, a spot that it could be secluded in in the time being mm-hmm. so that stuff's not out in the open. And sometimes it's that simple, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and <clears throat> so when I say this, um, you know, both of you take a turn on this. We're looking at we're looking at a home. We're getting it ready to sell. And and we know, you know, it's a, a bit dated or it's a bit, it's been, it's been made a home for a particular person. Mm-hmm. And so then if I say, you know, we're, we're trying to reach the minds of these potential buyers and, and I say objection, um, obstacle versus uh, like an objection Mm -hmm. right so something you would just could be you just object to like it's it's just it's going to maybe lose a potential buyer versus just an obstacle and when i say that does that reach you you mean like the smelly old chair that's been sitting there for 40 years that's full of holes and just does not smell or look very appetizing yeah yeah (laughs) that's an objection (laughs) yeah so so yeah. I mean, uh, you know, objections. We need to yeah. get rid of objections, yeah. right? Yeah. And and I find I don't. I'm sure you experience this too, Jolie and Dale. Like I find most clients, there are definitely the objections, but when they built that relationship and they've chosen you as their agent, they also form a trust yes. that the advice you're giving them is one that they should take. I haven't run into real serious objections where they're adamant to the point that it's detrimental to their sale. And they, you know, sometimes it's difficult because you can see there's an emotional attachment there. Mm -hmm. So you do the, you know, psychological discussion and social work behind that issue. You don't touch that for a little while. You focus on other things and you say, okay, now about this chair, you know? (laughs) And they're like, okay, yeah, I see your point. It's like, it's temporary, you know, you know, take it with you, (laughs) you know, I don't know. But, you know, so I find often once you build a relationship, which I think is key, getting to know your client, their situation, their circumstances, and maybe it's nothing really. It's maybe it's just a great family with two kids that are looking for that next step in a bigger house. But bonding with your clients and getting to know them and them getting to know you allows for a trust that they are going to come to you and trust your opinion anyways, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that you have their best interest on both ends, whether it's buying and selling. And, and and one of the things that I find is effective for me, and this is this is like a psychological component uh, between me and this p- uh, potential seller. I get a phone call, maybe I'm talking to them on the phone, and I'm going to right away talk to them about coming over, having a look at their home, and and helping them to understand what potential buyers are looking for. I mean, I'm not going to throw myself under the bus. Right. I'm going to talk in terms of what what the next owner is looking for because if I'm suggesting something, I'm not going to be uh, I think you should. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to say it in terms of the 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 next buyer, people looking and interested in a home like this in this neighborhood will be looking for this. And and I think right away you're you're getting into a little minutia of psychology, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and so it's the way you have those delicate conversations. And if they know this is what you're looking for <coughs> before you walk through their home, 
And that's the other thing, too. If I say, this is what I'll help you understand because I'm working with buyers all the time. If you say that after you've looked through the home, now you're, you're talking about their home. But if you prepare them and say, we're going to do this. This is the exercise in order that, because I always do this to every home. And I can help you like that. I, <coughs> I find that sort of approach psychologically is, uh, is a big advantage. And people can accept it a whole lot better than yeah. if I'm coming in and being Mr. Diva Realtor and I'm just going to tell you the way things are. Right. Yeah, I think, too, it's sentimental value, right? Mm -hmm. If there's a sentimental attachment to a piece, like the ugly chair, the ugly stinky chair in the, in the <laughs> house, but that is, that's their routine. They sit in that every day. Maybe it was their father's. Maybe they sat, mm -hmm. their kids sat on their knee on that. There's, if you notice a sentimental value to anything, big or small in the home, that you as an agent feel needs to be removed, you're not saying to them, that needs to go, it's ugly. Right. You're hitting a sentimental E, stabbed to the heart. They're That's not going to be receptive to it, and the chair's staying. That's it. If you approach it as, okay, we're going to rework the room. Mm, this piece isn't going to fit in here. Maybe it can go in the corner in another room or in the basement. In the basement. Or, <laughs> yeah. So if you work it so that you're not saying and offending that piece of furniture or, or that mm -hmm. thing that has sentimental value, you've psychologically turned it around to not offend them and then be as upset by it by suggesting it being removed. What you're doing is factoring it into working it in to what will open the space and make it feel cleaner. So their mind isn't feeling like you're attacking attacking them, them yeah. and hurt by it. And then mm -hmm. it becomes a, less of an issue. Yeah. And, and, and older people, they understand that the, that the new generation is different than them. And you talk to them in terms of, you know, um, hey, Nikki, you know that this new generation, they just don't appreciate this stuff anymore. Yes. And so, you know, the best, the best way we can get rid of any objection is to talk, let's talk their language. Mm -hmm. Because they're the people that are going to have the money to buy your place and get you moving on. And, and so, I mean, maybe, maybe it's throwing the potential buyer under the bus a little bit, but it, there, there's something that... I find works about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm laughing because I'm thinking of <laughs> a client that just, it was one of those, uh, it's actually another agent who had a client that <coughs> had all those collector dolls. Uh, yes. And wanted them in every photo of uh. each room of the house. So <laughs> well, it's just funny. Uh, it it yeah. was, uh, you know, by the pictures, it wasn't a big deal, but for the agent, it was like, oh, I just couldn't get, you know, these yeah. dolls moved and stuff. And I just remind me of that. And all right, so yeah. <laughs> let's let's say we've taken care of we've taken care of uh, a lot of these uh, preparation components yes. of listing, and now we're we're ready to list. Now now it's showtime for us as realtors. Now we're looking at how in the world are we going to market? We've set up this home. Now how are we going to market, and how are we going to reach? the potential buyers and speak to them. It's not just, I mean, you could just make up a listing and, uh, and, and put it out there and just hope for the best. But we, we actually have a tool where we can work that listing. And uh, what, what are some things that come to mind, Jody, when, when I say that, as far as us being effective marketers and in essence being effective at the psychological aspect? Right. 
Well, one of the things that I look at when I take my pictures, and I, I take my own pictures, I don't hire a photographer, I have an amazing wide-angle camera, I spend about two to three hours taking pictures when I'm in a house, and I take about probably two to three hundred pictures from all different angles. I move furniture, I take things out, I <coughs> always put everything back so I'm not mm -hmm. offending anybody. Yep. Um, but I always say to my sellers, my first uh, uh, place of attack is your pictures. Your pictures need to look perfect on the internet because everybody goes to realtor.ca, serious buyers go to realtor.ca mm -hmm. to look. And they're going to look at your pictures. It's the first showing. It's the, exactly, the first showing. So if they decide to book a showing after that and you've got dishes in the sink, they're going to look beyond that because they've already seen it look perfect. Mm -hmm. So pictures is, is very, very important. And I start there. That's my very first plan of attack. Mm -hmm. Perfect pictures. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because they go everywhere. They yeah. go in your it's flyers. The they go on the internet. Um, live feed now is becoming more and more popular. The Facebook live feed, and people want to see that this place is clean. It's functional, functionable, and it's lovely to look at. Yeah, and I always have in the back of my mind, if you had two condos, the ex or houses, yep. the exact same identical finishes they were both the same one agent posted pictures that were you know thoughtlessly car carried out nice angles showcased the home beautifully and then you had another agent that posted photos that you know the off their cell phone or well, maybe the first one thought fully Thoughtfully. Fully. 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 Yeah. Yes, yes, sorry. Thoughtfully. <laughs> yes, thank yeah. you, Dale. And the other, you know, took the photos and they were decent, but there was just, you know. Beds weren't made. Beds were made or they missed a few things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exact yeah. same house. And, and I've even seen some that are blurry. Yeah. You know, you get the blurry photos and stuff. If, if you put those two up and you have people looking at those two houses, which one are they most likely to go see? Mm-hmm. The one that's already showcased beautifully because in their mind that's embedded ooh, the, and it's, it's a stimulation mm -hmm. yeah. right in their mind of this is a house I want to see versus the one that is showcasing you know the dirty dishes in the sink and things like that unfortunately those minor things set a tone in your mind Correct. that it's just like I don't think it's gonna be clean enough for me and we you know we all agree cleanliness is one of the major unless you're looking for an investment property or flipper or, you know there's other variables but yeah. the standard you know but then that investor they're gonna they're gonna maybe be attracted to the poor pictures with expectations they're gonna get a really low price exactly and there's some clients that are like that too right exactly. you know they're like i want to see that one maybe we can get it at a lower price because it's looking yeah. like it needs a little work that's it Fair and i'm not afraid of some elbow grease so. yeah 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 so uh, so images very important um and and i i don't disagree um we're going to take a little break we're going to talk more about some images we're going to talk about video and then i'd like to talk about the description because we have <laughs> do either one of you know how many characters we have in our local board a thousand. a thousand we have yes. a thousand characters and so uh, you know let's talk about what we do with those <laughs> thousand characters <laughs> all right folks uh we'll be right back this is northumberland 89.7 fm reality realty and we'll be back in just a minute
Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty. With Dale Bryant and our guests today, we have Nikki Reed and Jody Ledgerwood, and we're focusing on the psychological aspect of real estate and trying to get into the minds of buyers and sellers. And, and so if we can get into the minds of the buyers, we can help the se- if the sellers and their realtor can get into the minds of the buyers, they can use that as a tool and vice versa. And so we're, we're really analyzing the different aspects of real estate and, and getting a home ready. Uh, w- we're going to get into the negotiation, which we're not going to get into today because <laughs> we've just taken a bit of time on actually, you know, the the readiness of a home and and uh, it how important it is. Yeah, yes. and and Nikki, you're are you you're good to join next week again? Yes, absolutely. And I'll be here. Jody, Jody, would you like to join so we can finish off what we started I today? Think I can join. Yeah. I have well, a pretty you, you want to put you on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll have to you'll have to check that out and see if if you can join us uh, for that and and finish off what we're what we tried to start here today. I am available. You are surprise, available. Surprise. Okay, so that's what we're doing for next week. So, so the last thing we were talking about before the break. We were talking about the pictures and the value of pictures. And then we could extend that into video. And Jody, you mentioned live feed now on Facebook is is growing in popularity. Um, Just anything you can add to, I think, that listing in that vein, like floor plans. Uh, Some people like to, they see the pictures and then they'll, how many times have we heard, I looked at the pictures. Once you get in a home, I, lo- mm-hmm. I was looking at the pictures and I just couldn't figure out how these rooms were. Right. I mean, we hear that. And so if we can add the floor plans, that, that's all always a bonus. Um, but the big thing, the big thing, and it seems simple enough, is just that description. Yeah. That thousand character description. So, I mean, the I find sellers always say, Oh, but you didn't add this in, <laughs> yes. or you forgot to mention that. And then I say, okay, this is great. We're, this is a great time to talk about it because I have only so many characters, and that includes periods and yeah, spaces, spaces and right. everything. So if, if, you, if we think that this is a better a drawing card, what you said, than something we have in here. We need to modify, we need to take out or... Mm -hmm. Are you guys description writers and then you allow them to take a look or do you take control over your descriptions? I pretty much take control over my uh, descriptions. And then once I have everything loaded up, I send it to them and I say, look at everything. Look at the pictures, look at the descriptions. One, make sure there's no errors. Check my, check my spelling, even though mm. I've gone over it several times with a fine-tooth comb, there still might be some grammar or spelling yep. issues. And then I say to them, if there is something that you feel I've missed that you think a buyer will really appreciate, let me know what it is. If you think you know how to fit it in, send it to me. I always try and, and keep an open dialogue with my sellers to make them feel like they are part of the process. Um, because sometimes they know, well, no, not sometimes, they always know their home better than I do. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and they've had company and guests and what have you in their home who have pointed out certain things that I may not be aware of. So I do give them some freedom, but not 
all freedom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because I work with buyers. Yeah. And I know what buyers are saying at yep. that given point exactly. in time. Exactly. You know what those key elements are to highlight the home. I'm the same. I write my descriptions and I try and go into it um, knowing and ha after having discussions and walking through and doing all that stuff and, you know, putting the listing up and working with the client, really taking in all the key elements that mean something to them and, you know, partnering it with the key elements that are going to be capture a buyer, mm -hmm. you know, new roofs year you know those things but then the description of the neighborhood the area I mean those are all variables that depending on what you're, where you're selling you know those things that people want to hear about are are key and again mm -hmm. we only have a limited space uh, but like you you know letting them read it over because there could be something that's really important like oh you missed there's a beautiful creek you know exactly up, you know in the back there that I think it's worth mentioning that might be great for people yeah. you know so Dale yeah, how about yeah. You? and 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 I I like to approach it as the whole listing tells a story so we're not going to get it all in the description I, I think the pictures are the biggest tell uh, but even the pictures aren't going to capture everything. And then we have all those check boxes yes. and those little fields where we're very limited. We, we can say it's a range of this to this or, or this yes or no. And, and so it's a combination of all those little check boxes and very short answer fields with pictures with the description. So we need to look at it all together. And I, I definitely, I will write it up in the way that I think will speak to the most uh, potential buyers for this home. And then I put it out there and I say, before we upload this, what's your, what's your thoughts? Because here's the thing. We, we, we have a very good idea mm -hmm. of what will sell that home. Yes. And, and what if we're in a market that's a little slower and our seller really thinks we missed the mark because we should have mentioned we should have mentioned something, you know, in the backyard as opposed to the, the whatever. And, and, and if, if all of a sudden at the end of our listing and we haven't sold it, it's just maybe the market isn't good or, or, you know, they're always going to be thinking that that should have been in that description. Yeah. Had yes. we have had that in the description and, and I am not going to be the person responsible for that home not selling. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And that's why I always include the sellers. I actually mm -hmm. had a home that we had six offers on it in the time frame that it was <coughs> on the market. Um, and they had all kinds of buyers through it. And they actually asked me to take out stuff from the description and put in. There's an extra wide sidewalk. The backyard is very small because that was stuff they kept hearing as negatives about their home. So they said, you know what? We want that negative in the description because we're tired of leaving our house just to hear the same negative. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, I mean, so we're writing the description and we're trying to get things in. Uh, I think after having those check boxes and all those short answers, I think it, to me, that's the description's a place to paint a picture. Mm -hmm. And to yeah. uh, to and to clarify the photos that's too it. that what's not being shown there to almost clarify and be more specific to the details of the house that you can't mm -hmm. see in the photos or location yeah. location yeah. is something huge. you don't necessarily yeah. see in a photo and yeah. and, uh, and 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 from location can be lifestyle and um, so so I mean I think that's important I think there needs to be a flow. 
yep. to it. Uh, what do you think about abbreviations? I hate abbreviations for the simple fact that my abbreviation for this may be something different for someone else and my abbreviation might actually mean something else to somebody. So there's a lot of room for miscommunication yeah. when things are abbreviated. Mm -hmm. Elf. Yeah. You see elf, uh, you know, elf yeah. included and people go, what's an elf? They have elves? It's are like they talking their backyard gnomes? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But to us in real estate, we know that that means electric light fixtures. Mm -hmm. But that is not a common thing for the public to know. So yeah. I hate abbreviations. I'm not a fan either because misinterpretation and also I just feel like it depends if there's a, a bit of abbreviations um, you know at the end of the description because we're limited and I, I get it yeah. but when the entire description is just you know a one sentence with a quick little abbreviation abbreviation you know to me it just doesn't show that there there was time or concern put into it and that's disconcerting to me. Mm -hmm. Well you lose that flow right? You, you lose you that flow. You're trying to jam so yeah. much in and and us as realtors i mean us i i live and breathe this stuff it's all yeah. i do uh, maybe to a fault and <laughs> yeah. and uh and i read some descriptions and i don't know what they're saying so yeah, I, yes. I i quit i don't even yeah. read the whole description o only a thousand characters but i can't even get through it yeah i look at the pictures and i go ooh, ooh, this is a nice house this did you see this house oh let's get to the description i want to hear more about it so <coughs> to mm -hmm. me the flow should be the description of all the things i'm seeing in the picture i want to know more about the house and once that is a check, then boom, that's where we're going to see. We're going to go look at this one. Like it, 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 it comes part and parcel for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I mean, yeah. Sorry. And a lot of those abbreviations are unnecessary because you can already see in the picture, it's a double car garage. Do mm -hmm. we need to put DBL, GAR? Yeah. We don't. It's unnecessary. And it's going to be further in the, the details of what of the house, the rooms exactly. and all that stuff, right? So why not give me details about the neighborhood? Because I can't see that in the picture. Yeah. What's close by? Is there a park? What are the schools like? Give me that information in the description because I can already see in the pictures that it's got lovely light fixtures or a dishwasher or what have you. Yeah. And and so we paint we paint this picture of the home uh, and in in a person's mind. So we we're using images, we're using the description, we're using uh, possibly video or live feed, we're using maybe floor plans, we're using all this, and psychologically if you know the home inside out and you go and see it and it lives up to the description and it lives up to the pictures and and period that's yeah. a great thing if it doesn't live up to it that's that's a bad thing now if we didn't get everything in when all that is said and done if there's still great features that we didn't actually get to put on and they go through the house they like the house without knowing these couple great features and then they discover them that it just got better, better than the better, listing right? Correct. psychologically that's it's almost like a marketing genius yes. not yes. to put everything, everything in. in the listing. absolutely there's always a holdout especially that's if it's it. something that could be a pleasant surprise i'm taking clients to see a house today 
in Brighton and I know their dog they rescue dogs and stuff and they want property and all this other variable but after talking to the agent I found out there's a deeded access to the beach there's a creek in the back like things you can't oh. see in the photos and stuff and I'm like oh my god I wanted to call them and be like guess what guys that I'm holding out yeah. till we get there because yeah. I know that they're already excited about seeing it yeah. and I'm like then we can just take them for a walk show them all this stuff just knowing that that will be a great highlight for them That's right it. and after That's having surprise. Talking, yeah, yeah you know so it's always a nice feeling all right, ladies. Well, we're at the end of time, and I thank you so much for joining me this morning. And Jody, if somebody wants a realtor, and they're saying, <laughs> they're saying, call we, Dale and Nikki. We, <laughs> no, yes, we, no. we, we like what Jody had to say. What's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Best way by email jledgerwood at nhrealty.ca or by my cell number nine zero five two six nine sold. Or 905-269-7653. And how about for you, Nikki, if somebody's saying, you know what, I like what Nikki had to say, I'd like to give her a call, how, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, the same, they can get a hold of me by email at Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, read, R-E-I-D, at royalpage.ca, or my cell at uh, 289-771-1768. All right, well, ladies, next week, next week we meet here again at 11 a.m., and we are going to continue this. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about the psychology now of the buyer. As they're already uh, looking, just looking, as you're viewing, is there anything you can psychologically do to help if you put in a potential offer? And then we're going to, that's not going to take too long, but then we're going to look at negotiations. Mm -hmm. And negotiations, there's so much going on or potentially yeah. can go on. Yeah. So, folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, you can also feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join us next Thursday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, truly local radio. Until next week, folks. <laughs>